Welcome, Ryan, to the Responding Fire Podcast. Brought to you by Apple Idiots. We're the Kick Out the Reverend Gaming Podcast. Brought to you by Apple Idiots. Welcome. I'm one of your hosts. Chad, my mouth is so dry. Chad, Michael, Cotton Mouth. Ah, Ennis. We've also got a regular co-host here. Adam. The wettest mouth you've ever seen. <laughs> Gumbert. How are you, Adam? <laughs> We've also got with us our rap regular back again, Alex, that Goldilocks mouth goes. <laughs> we are just on a tear today to try to create the two worst podcast intros of all time. The other podcast intro, awful in a completely different way, awful by being just completely frenetic and all over the place and not at all on topic about the game we were reviewing. This one just awful through just sheer gluttony, sheer gluttony sheer by a man who could gluttony. couldn't help himself, but stuff just a whole bunch of corn niblets in his face or whatever the fuck that you know, was. If you're going to call niblets. me out about eating goldfish on the mic, you're going to oh, goldfish me to really goldfish even more on the mic so that's what you get unless that's exactly what he wanted me to do in which case i was happy to oblige uh th th this is our regular podcast we do all the time pretty regularly it's great it's weekly it's on twitch.tv slash affable idiots most of the time on sunday evenings at 8 30 p.m eastern time we are recording it a day early though and if that's a problem for you stick around next week see what happens you can also catch it on demand on youtube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, we're going to talk about all sorts of fun safe stuff today. We're going to talk about snakes, about people named Snake. We're going to talk about snakes that may or may not be part of The Last of Us. I don't think there are snakes in there. For the we'll record, find out, though. his name isn't Snake. It's actually Dave. Snake is his code name. Okay. First of all, Boss is his code name now. Actually, his code name is whatever's on It's actually code. Big Boss. Thank you. No, it's it's whatever's on his headstone. I'm sure they did not put his code hmm. name on his headstone because that would like some kind of confidentiality that would blow his cover. CIA bullshit. But first, we're gonna talk about Spider-Man 2. And no, I don't mean Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which I just saw today, which is also very, very good. Um, but Spider-Man 2, the Vidya game. And this comes to you from multiple at IGN. <laughs> AI is now not even coming up with human-sounding names. It's just multiple. Um, Spider-Man 2 creative director Brian Intahar explained how the game handles switching between the characters and how a lot of it is made possible thanks to the power of the PS5. <clears throat> Remember when they said that PS4 was not holding back games? Oh, oh. Guess what PS5 allows you to do? Quote, when you're playing the main story, we control when you switch between Pete and Miles. It's done in service to the story, and when we're making those switches, for sure, Intar said. So as you saw on that gameplay reveal, which is a segment of the main story, we are predetermining those based on what we want to do for how the story plays out. Continuing on, he says, we have content designed around Peter, we have content designed around Miles, and we have content where you can play either. You'll be able to, in the open world, freely switch between them with a simple button press. Spider-Man 2 uh, game director Ryan Smith then touched upon the fact that there will, only, there will not only be dedicated skill trees for both Miles and Peter, but there will also be one shared between the two superheroes. Quote, we want to make sure that when you do switch between the heroes, there's a sense of familiarity. 
They're both Spider-Man. You know how to play the game, but you still have that flexibility and that customization for upgrading each of them with their skill trees. So just right off the bat, we can, in the open world, as we're going around stopping crimes, finding backpacks, whatever it is we're doing in Spider-Man 2, we can now switch between the two of them and play Miles with his, like, Venom powers and Peter with his Venom powers. Different Venom powers, but still equally awesome. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it just means I'm going to play as Miles Morales 90% of the time, and I'm here for it. <laughs> yep. Well, let's go. Oh, Symbiote is, is really tempting, though, but I like that that they have different, you know, you can play between them. They got different sets, yada, yada, yada. The instant switching, of course, it's next gen, current gen. It should be that way. Yeah. Um, and then the scared, the shared stuff, because like, yeah, I want to, I'm assuming that's like movement and stuff like that. Like, I don't want to lose a wingsuit whenever I go to one or the other. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. If there's a wingsuit on one of them, then there's got to be some way to glide or fly on the other one too. Um, and I kind of mentioned this while we were watching it live reacting. I was like, I, I don't, like it's gonna be. I hope that they don't feel too similar to one another. That I'm like, why am I even switching between the two of them? They have the same powers, but also at the same time, you're right. I don't want it to feel completely foreign. And I switch at the press of a button, and suddenly I have to like remap everything in my brain and figure out how do I fight with this person again. So, yeah. but Gwen, Gwen's gonna feel completely different from both of these two. Is Gwen playable? Do we know that? Is that real? I'm just guessing it right now. I hope we get we'll to see. do more Mary Jane stealth missions, <laughs> and she'll Ooh, play completely boy. different. I think that Gwen, Spider-Gwen, Spider-Woman, whatever her name is in our reality, is the post-credits tease of this game. I don't think that she's actually playable. Mm. I hope. You're right. Uh, then continuing on from Multiple, the AI, talking about the map. The game's creative director, Brian Intihar, revealed that the sequel's map will be twice the size of Spider-Man 1's. Quote, in terms of the size of the city, it's double the size compared to Spider-Man 1. When you play in Queens, there's much more of a neighborhood feel. Smaller buildings, which is why the web swings work so well traversing in that area. Sorry, web wings. Not web swings, web wings. Where you can swing low to the ground if you want to, or you can fly through. I'm glad that they figured out a way to somehow double the physical real estate space of Manhattan and Queens and all that. Ha, just kidding. I know they're just opening up the area to something bigger. But that's fun. It's cool. The one thing I'll say, because normally whenever you get a sequel, it's like it's bigger. And bigger isn't always better. But the fact that it's all going to be PS5 only. And I remember playing the remaster in Miles where it's like instant fast travel. Yeah. And of course the wingsuit. It's like, okay, it can be bigger if I can move super fast. Then it doesn't bother me. Because normally it's just like it's bigger. And now you have to spend more time going places. I'm like, I don't know about that. But yeah. well, we new saw places and I can go fast. Like, you can basically, like he, he did some kind of like, I'm not just gliding on a wingsuit, but I'm straight up like flying and like rocketing yeah. myself. I hit a jet stream yeah, 50 exactly, feet yeah. up and <laughs> going fast. So that's fine with me if you can fast. I'm going to move far fast. And uh, now we're going to go into our segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam, segment from Adam. That's the original theme, Spider-Man theme from the Sam Raimi movies. And Adam, while you while you introduce this, I'm going to get the vacuum cleaner mm. for all this fucking goldfish everywhere. If it's all over the place. Before I go through that, because it's about chat, Alex, did you have anything to say about these stories, or are you just ready for my segment? No, not really. Uh, like, here's the thing. I enjoyed what I saw of Spider-Man 2 when we watched the, uh, what was it, stream archive of that PlayStation Showcase presentation. The, the original Spider-Man on PlayStation 4 slash PlayStation 5 was a game that I really had a ton of fun playing. I think it still might be, like, 
my favorite sheer gameplay experience from that particular console generation. It's not a game I like otherwise love, 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 loved. Um, and so, yeah, I expect that I will play and enjoy this game, but it's not a game that I'm like counting down my hours, seconds, minutes, one might say, until we get it. My only hope is that, and again, it's an open world game and I get that, but I really, like I've said before, I prefer Miles Morales just because Spider-Man, the original, is great and it's awesome, it's cool, but the open worldiness part of it, where it's like every time I do a story mission, and now there's five more crimes per bur per section of the city. I'm like, son of a bitch. I do not want to have to stop 150 crimes to get the platinum for this video game. So mm -hmm. maybe scale some of that stuff back and give us more story moments. I'll be happy. But anyways, yeah. moving on to the show, uh, the segment from Adam, part one of this episode. Alex, you weren't here last time we had a regular episode, and good thing, because I would have taken your money. I would have taken it right out of your wallet and converted it, and it would have been worth a lot less. But Chad, <laughs> Chad got to bet on the PlayStation Showcase oh, before did. it kicked That's off. Right. We took some, we did some over unders. We're going to see how well Chad did. Did he lose all his money? Are there people at his door to break his legs right now? There was, or did at he do very well? And he'll get paid eventually one of these days because yeah. it's not. I'll pay you with Ethereum one of these days. Um, it's it's been a few hot episodes. Did I do any? predictions oh no i didn't right you were i was pittsburgh. absent that episode that's yeah. correct i was in pittsburgh that's i did you know what i did i didn't participate in any of the predictions on that episode because i was in pittsburgh but just before we did the showcase i stepped up and said i bet we get some major first party announcements of games in different unusual genres different from the usual third person action venture game that seems to be all the rage and we i mean it's tough because like we actually saw a few first party games there that were like weird like games as a service experiences, but yeah, like saw marathon we saw I, I I'd be hard pressed to that tell you what they were. The, the game that starts with a C Concord. It's like here's a burger. Yeah. Okay. And, right. And, then Thank you. That, and it's like that game that's not the GTA heists. Yeah. That's a problem. Sign at the end of it. Uh, like some of these so games, like for all we know, Concord could be like super duper weird and unusual and like really different but like we literally just don't know anything about it right now i would say you win that bet but i would say those games were also not exciting <laughs> what they showed yeah um but anyways it, chad oh go yeah. ahead Alex. no no I, i'm good i'm good okay cool so yeah you would have won that bet no one's at your uh door to break your legs but chad let's see if someone's there to break yours mm. number one spider-man 2 starts to show Chad gave me a no, and guess what? You were right. Not Got only did I give you a no, there. but I also said Spider-Man 2 is probably going to end the show, and it did. Well, that was not one of the bets, so I that know. doesn't matter. My bookie would not care. My my muscle, Antonio, would not care what you said about the end. that I know that Antonio knows that I'm good. Uh -huh. He's a big boy. He's a 300-pound man. You know, I don't think he cares. 300 uh, pounds? If that's paper money, that's like, what, half a pound? No, he's 300 pounds of muscle <laughs> to break your legs. Uh... 5.01 minutes spent on Spider-Man 2. You took the over. Mm -hmm. You were correct. It was almost 12 minutes, I believe. Man. Trending well. Trending well. Not too bad. All right. One and a half on remaster slash remake announcements from anybody. You took the under and you win because the only remake we got was uh, Metal Gear Delta. Triangle. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half games shown from Square Enix. You took the under. Another win for Chad. They only showed foam stars. That's right. No, no, no. Excuse me. No, they did. Excuse uh... me. They showed foam stars in Final Fantasy, but that's under two and a half. So yeah, you yeah, got yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Regardless, foam stars. 
Uh, you were close. Uh, three and a half PSVR 2 games shown. Non-sizzle reel. You took the over. They showed at least four. So there you go. I it, Is that all of them? I don't. I know they did at least four. I didn't okay. double no, check I'm, the other ones. Was that all the bets that we did? No, we still got a couple more. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Last of Us Factions dated. You said no. And I said, is the date before or after this date? You got all of it because it wasn't shown. <laughs> and the date, there's no date, so you're correct. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic remake update. You said no. That's a big W for you, chat. Uh, Wolverine trailer, 31 seconds. You took the under because you didn't think it would be there at all. Another win for Chad. Kojima I say, sorry, oh, real quick, but mm-hmm. Aspire, which is a company that recently was working on the Knights of the Old Republic remake until they weren't, like, they have just been taking L's left and right. Yeah. They actually put out an announcement on Twitter recently about how they were going to basically add the re- restored content DLC to Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, like, on, like, console platforms and PC as, like, an official thing and not, like, a mod. And basically, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're canceling it." Sorry, everybody. So if only it, someone had said this. <laughs> if only someone had spoke about how Aspire is not a trustworthy studio. Uh, Wolverine trailer. You said under because you said it wouldn't be there. And guess what? You were correct. Kojima sighting. You said no. There was no Kojima. So W there. Um, Marvel games shown two and a half. You took the under. There was zero shown. So oh W for God. you. Well, I guess well, one. Spider Man. Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one and a half games announced to launch into the extra super special tier. You took the over. Oh. I don't believe any of those games were announced to launch into You're PlayStation right. Extra right. Premium. I was this close so to a perfect loss. game. Very close. Your legs have to be broken now. I'm sorry. That one was actually <laughs> worth the most money, so you're in the hole now. Oh, um, <laughs> so 0.5 PC game announcement. You took the under. So we specified that, like, saying a game coming to PC. Because a lot of the games said PlayStation and PC. That wasn't part of the bet. Right. They did three days later say Ratchet and Clank is coming to PC. Don't know why that wasn't in the showcase. <laughs> Seems like an announcement, but they didn't do it. They did it afterwards. So you got a W there. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima ends the show. You said no. Big oh win there because we know what happened. Konami showing one and a half games. You took the over. Technically, you're right. Because we got Delta, and I guess the remaster technically would count as another yep. game from Konami. Yep, the Master Collection. I'll give that to you. So, uh, Chad, you uh, you literally did almost a perfect um, board. Here's what you don't you know. I it. actually put together the PlayStation Showcase. So Why? Why'd you do that to us, Chad? <laughs> <laughs> you could have done better. That's wild. Say. I am so in tune with PlayStation. Damn. I just need to make the lines more difficult. I think some of these are too easy. That's all. No, I'm just too good. We'll see. Just, you, you, uh, knew, you knew that I needed a W. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone go watch Raft Pretty. The first one is up now on uh, podcast services and YouTube. Yeah. First one's free. Hell yeah. And first you got to pay free. for the second test, the second taste, the drugs. Until... See how well Chad does in those two uh, game shows. <laughs> Until episode two becomes free at the end of June. We yes, should say. Absolutely. I, have, I have already uh, set it to go live on July 1st, so I don't want you to tease people. Alex, making them think that on June 30th they're going to be able to watch this thing and then they're going to freak out like drug addicts do when they don't get their drugs on the day that we told them they were going to be drugs and they're going to get into trouble. Yeah, Alex. Or just get on Patreon and watch it now, people. Exactly. $1. Uh, that's it for my, that first part of my segment. That's it for me. Back to you, Chad. Back to you, Adam. Game, I mean, playtime. It's playtime. <laughs> playing, playing, playing. Actually, I want to I hear... 
We're going to start with Alex talking about his game. I'll wrap up with my thoughts on that game, talk about what I did, and then we'll end on the game that you and I played together, Adam, and we'll transition into you. That's called Flow from Progressive. Alex, what'd you play this week? Uh, I have still been playing a whole lot of Tears of the Kingdom. So a whole lot of people jumped on that Diablo 4 business when it released on June 1st. And when I say released, I mean released in early access. A lot of people were like, fuck, I can't wait it any longer. I can't take it any longer. I have to upgrade to the super duper advanced version of the game so I can jump in right here right now. I decided, you know what? As much as I would love to play Diablo 4, I still have some Tears of the Kingdom to get to. So I will wait until the floodgates open up to everybody on the 6th. Um, I am still two dungeons into the game, and man, do I have still a whole lot more content for me to get to. This is going to be one of those games that I am not going to complete anytime soon. I will continue to chip away at it over the course of the year. I will, by all means, definitely complete it before 2023 sunsets, but yeah, long game. Long have game. you <clears throat> do you have any kind of idea uh how much time you've spent on it so far i do not i could go and check right now if you really want me to yeah, but that's up to you that's i'm gonna to say you. maybe 25 hours 30 okay. hours cool, cool 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 uh yeah i have also been playing tears of the kingdom i beat it took that thing out behind mm. the, the house and beat it with a stick um, and by that, I mean, in a good way, I uh, beat the game. My switch gives me the really accurate, precise, at least 40 hours. I played this game at least 40 hours. It says, um, so I will not go into spoilers at all for the game, but I will just kind of talk about a couple of big high level things there. One, I really, I had a really good time with this game and it is maybe my third favorite Zelda game. If I were to rank them, it might go like Ocarina Majora's Mask. And then Tears of the Kingdom. But I think I I think I enjoyed it so much because it allowed you to play it your way. They have all of these cool powers. You can you can build garbage out of garbage, or you can do what I did and not do that until you absolutely have to. And then you only do it for like 10 seconds, and you're like, cool, I don't have to do that again. Um I also, as much as I could, mainlined the story and like only did shrines that I saw on the way to something else, basically. Or like as I was approaching the end of the game, I was like, I know I need to upgrade my armor and make it stronger. Uh, so I'm going to purposefully seek out a couple of things to make that happen. So, uh, for, yeah, for the most part, I mainlined the game. I, it, the game, I don't want to compare it to Ragnarok, but similarly to Ragnarok, like the last hour or two hours of this game, like gets really epic in a cool way. Um, I feel like the, there are all the same negatives that I've talked about still apply, like... The combat doesn't still doesn't feel great to me still. In fact, even in the final boss battle is when I finally started to get some of the combat mechanics that I should have been able to get the whole game. Um, I thought the story was a, like surprisingly really good. That was what again what drove me through most of this thing: getting these memories, learning the story, going from cutscene to cutscene. Uh, that's why I wanted to finish these dungeons and and meet these characters and all that kind of stuff. So I really really enjoyed the story of this one. Yeah, Alex, you have your hand raised, Alex, from... Uh... Yes. Yeah. Um, you don't have to give a particularly in-depth answer to this. In fact, you can just say yes or no. By the end of this game, did you have a good idea of where this game falls into the Zelda timeline, taking into account the events that are happening 
in the present in the game and also the events revealed via flashbacks and cutscenes. I unfortunately cannot answer that for you because I don't know because I'm not okay super familiar with the whole timeline. I mean, I haven't played Wind Waker or most of Skyward Sword, um, so I don't know where they fall. And I also just like generally haven't ever given a crap about the entire Zelda timeline. Mm -hmm. But from what I understand, maybe it's separate from it all. And I've seen headlines of articles saying like Tears of the Kingdom just like fucks up the whole timeline anyway, but I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, no spoilers for the chat, no spoilers for Adam. This game so far seems to be making no attempt to square itself with the like events and timeline of the rest of the Zelda series at all. Like it yeah. doesn't even I, I don't say that it I wouldn't say that it like directly disregards the events of uh breath of the wild but it doesn't even seem to make much of an attempt to be like how does the how do the events of this game like correspond with that game's narrative and backstory and lore and whatnot um but i'm glad that you you really you really loved it and that it really kind of came together during the final few hours because that's cool yeah i really enjoyed it i will probably never play it again just because i feel like uh, what I what I got from it is like the people who are going to play this game are the people who are going to be like, oh, let me let me three heart challenge this or let me try to do it all naked or let me try to get all the shrines or all the golden poops or all of these things. And like I got 50 shrines total. I think I got like 30 poops, but I didn't do anything with any of the poops. Um, So and so, yeah, those those are the things, again, that just like did not interest me. And I love that the game didn't force me to do those things in order to succeed or even feel comfort comfortable or confident or capable in this game. Um, Yeah, so really, really enjoyed it. I'm glad that and, and I'm hoping that it continues that same idea. In the future, I know they talked about this kind of being the new formula for or the new style for Zelda games going forward. And I, and I hope that they lean into Tears of the Kingdom more than they did Breath of the Wild. And that's it. That's my thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom. I also played, what is B? Oh, Beat Saber, y'all. They announced during that stream, Beat Saber coming to PSVR 2. Uh, just a couple quick things. One, the upgrade process is, it's cool that it's all free. But just make sure you do it right, because I accidentally paid money for Panic of the Disco content and Imagine Dragons content that I already owned on PS4, but because they changed it, you had to like do those songs individually or whatever. So just like pay attention and figure out what to do before you actually commit to buying things. Um, but it is like I was I was blown away by how much like detail and how the environments are just like so active and animated compared to what I remember playing on PSVR one, and especially compared to like the bare bones stuff that you see in like Oculus. I remember playing on my sister's Oculus Quest two. And it was just like, wow, I don't remember bear, uh, Beat Saber looking so so barren. So, like, yeah, I'm really impressed with the visuals. Obviously, it's a great game. The tracking, I used to have a lot of problems with PSVR 1, obviously with those awful wands and the camera and the lights tracking everything. Like, the, my sabers would occasionally start to, like, drift. I would get saber drift. And then I'd have to, like, shake it really hard to get it to come back. And then, like, halfway through a song, it would start to drift again. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I don't have that. This tracking on these new controllers with Beat Saber, especially in some of the really frenetic expert level stuff is like, it's not perfect, but it is much improved over what it was. So I'm happy to see that. But the haptics feel great too in it. Other than that, it's, it's Beat Saber. Playing the Queen packs, they're pretty good. Oh, there are there are a couple of new things that have been added to Beat Saber since the last time that I played it, because I haven't really played it since, I played it a little since PS5. But there are these new things that like will connect 
notes that are like held quote unquote over a long time. And it's just basically like a suggested path that you have your arm do. So it's like I slice through it and then like follow that path around into the next one that I slice down on. And it was like a really cool way that almost feels performative a little bit. I used to do this anyway. Like I would figure out a rhythm and I would just like start doing, it's almost like if you've ever played piano, like your the fingering of the notes is like such on the keys is like such a, it is a personal thing, but it's also like a make or break. Like if I, I have to do two, one, four on this run or else it's, uh, nobody's ever going to understand this. But I play like, piano. Okay, yeah. So like your fingering when you're playing a song, especially something like classical or really intricate is like really important. And so I would like, I would figure out my quote unquote fingering for Beat Saber. Like what would I do? Where would my arms go? All that kind of stuff. And I would almost like make it into a dance. And this kind of hints and gives you those suggestions in the game now, which is pretty cool. And there are haptics the whole way too, so that's cool and nice and feel. Played Beat Saber, played Minute. We just discussed Minute with Manly Brian from Time to Die podcast. We just did that, so check that out on podcast services almost immediately. If you're listening to this on demand and it's up now, um, go to patreon.com slash fire to vote on future things. You voted on another one. We're going to talk about it at the end. I played more Destiny 2. Surprise! There is a bug right now with the Last Wish raid. Where every week, they so they added deep sight weapons that you can now craft the raid weapons from The Last Wish, which is an old-ass raid. Nobody gave a shit about any of those weapons. And now suddenly they're like, ooh, they can roll with new perks, and they have an origin trait that makes them better. And now apparently the, like, the rocket launcher that you can get there, you can craft a specific version of it that is like the best rocket launcher now. So uh, there's, a, there's a, a bug right now, usually with bugs. Bungie is like, we're going to squash, if something comes up and it's like game breaking or, or it's really good for you, we're going to squash it immediately, like within hours, put out a fix. In fact, they just did that with Iron Banner this weekend where they're like, oh, there's a helmet the Titans can wear that immediately destroys the other team and calls a mercy roll and gets you 75 points. Um, so they disabled it and they switched Iron Banner to a completely different game mode at the drop of a hat this weekend. But this one just gets you extra, like double the progress if you beat the raid. And so we spent a lot of time doing that this weekend again, and I remembered how much I uh, don't like doing that raid. <laughs> mm. So uh, we're going to just farm the first encounter of that, which can be done in just a couple minutes on um, whenever it's the weekly raid. Well, I got a question. question. Yeah. I thought you beat Destiny 2. Why are you still playing the old raids? Yeah, there's the, the Destiny 2 came out again. <laughs> oh, yeah. the new one. Yeah, the new, new Destiny season, 2. Gotcha. New season, you go underwater, oh, you go fishing. Um, I, I am... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> I need to clear my throat. <clears> throat>, <clears> throat>, <clears> throat> I am legitimately trying to clear my throat. Are you okay? It's just taking a while. Yeah, I'm okay. What's soup? going on? I'm good. I'm good. I definitely Go don't need any soup. soup. I'm definitely not in need of any soups whatsoever. Uh, I am curious, Chad. Like, what exactly does the future of the Destiny universe look like after that next? upcoming expansion releases because the way they, they advertise it during the playstation showcase was this is the end of like the destiny 2 uh, like overall narrative kate 6 is coming back to do some stuff and then that's it like what happens from there presumably the game will keep going so for a while right to the chest we we know that they don't like they're not interested in making a destiny 3 right but they, ever since they revealed beyond light which was the expansion two and a half years ago they they said, hey, listen, this is we're gonna reveal the roadmap. It's Beyond Light. It's Witch Queen. It's Lightfall. It's the final shape. After, that is the end of the Light and Dark saga 
of Destiny. Hmm. And they have not talked about anything else that comes afterwards. We obviously this game makes so much money and it does so well for Bungie and now PlayStation that like it's gonna keep going. We just have no idea what's coming after that. Hmm. Interesting. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. And if you think about it, we kind of got to know like next year because this campaign is going to come out. The Final Shape campaign is going to come out next year. It's going to drop. You're going to beat the campaign maybe within a day or two. And then, you know, you know what happens. <laughs> what's coming next? You can't just like, cool, I beat the campaign and now I can't play the game again for the rest of the year. And you got to know what's coming after that. And then, last but not least, Diablo 4, baby. Diablo. I didn't realize. I don't... I guess I bought the early access version of this thing, but I don't... It, it's so weird. What are the benefits of the early access version other than just getting early access? Did I just How pay, you like, get 40 bucks for Cosmetics. It? Yeah. It's like you, you, you get little angel wings or something. Yep. Okay. Get cosmetics. Well, I, I guess I paid for that because I was able to play it. This weekend, well, I one of the versions gives you like a bunch of skips in the the first battle pass when it comes out, but that's the hundred dollar version. I don't know what our version was. Okay, okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I played it. I am playing through as my druid. Um, I don't remember. I played. I played with Adam on Friday. What was that Friday? Thursday. 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 Yep. Um, what I don't uh, why Adam I chose the bear specifically? But I remember choosing the bear for some reason. What character class are you playing as, Adam? I started with a necromancer. Okay. I like. I gave some thought to myself, and I think I'm going to go with barbarian for at yep. least my first playthrough. I'm going to be honest the beta with that. I'm probably going to have at least three characters. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. I mean, we're, we're going to have to platinum the game, right? And you probably yeah, yeah, are going to yeah, need yeah, to like yeah, yeah. level up all the characters. So at what some I point, like about we'll have this game them all. Is that they did they did say that like, hey, once you reach, I think it's like level fifty or something like that, or you beat the campaign with one character, it's just like you push a button and you can level up any character to that point automatically too, to, so that you don't have to grind the campaign with every <laughs> single character. I like that. Um, but yeah, it started out with the were bear. When I played Diablo two as a kid. With my brother, I was werewolf, he was werebear. So it's it's interesting now to play the other side of the, the coin. Named him Osborne, because I went Osborne. to a Viking name generator and came up with Osborne, and apparently that means God Bear. So it was perfect. It was Ooh. like the first result that came up. So perfect. Adam uh, made a character named Adam that Adam? looks yep. exactly like Adam. <laughs> Adam Necromancer, bald black guy with a beard. He's great. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I have a friend coming into town tomorrow, which is why we're, we're recording this early. And there's, we're going to probably do some couch co-op with Diablo 4 because it does still have couch co-op in it. And there is, there's like this weird workaround for the early access. Like you you technically can't play couch co-op in early access, but you can if you start the prologue with a brand new character. And then at a certain point, there's like a player two can join, you hit that button, and then that person's able to then log into their account. And so like there's a workaround for it. And that's what we're going to do. And then I'll probably have another one that I play with another friend occasionally. Like, we make progress once a week or two weeks or something like that. I'm going to be playing a lot of Diablo 4. That's it. Adam, how was your Diablo 4 experience? What have you done? I've not done anything outside of what I played with you, except for after you got offline, I went and did a dungeon, which Ooh. is much more involved than I thought it would be. I thought I yeah. was going into like, do a cellar like we did. Like, oh, I'll just clear out a room or two. But no, it was like kill all of these things to gather this thing and then you're going to go down here and this is going to be another big boss and you're going to kill that and then you're going to continue to do that. It's like, whoa, this took like 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Outside of that, I haven't done no. anything. 
I stopped playing whenever we stopped playing. I was going to play Friday, but I had a... I was going to say asthma attack, but I don't have asthma. An allergy incident. My allergies are really fucking with me, so I just went to bed. But it's my first time playing Necromancer, because in the beta I played Barbarian. Um, in Diablo 3 I played Monk. So I was like, let me do... I don't want to go full magic sorcerer, just like blaster. So I was like, let me do the in-between. And it's fun raising them skeletons. Me and Jack... The Pumpkin King, whatever, <laughs> fucking stupid shit. Uh, but no, yeah, I just raised my skeletons, and then I'm like making people hemorrhage and pulling their blood and healing myself. It's really cool. I really like the Necromancer. So yeah, I'm ready to play more soon and level that bad boy up. So, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm only like an hour or two in. So, but it's good. Very good game. Dope, 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 dope. Um, what else did you play? You got some other things here on this list. I do. I jumped into Injustice Two. Because mm. I was waiting for Diablo, and I was like, "What do I want to do?" And I'll, I'll randomly go on my whatever store front and click random. It's like Injustice Two. All right, let's go. Servers are still online. People are still playing. I was like, "I have the Legendary Edition and haven't played any of these DLC characters." So, is it a little bit surprising that they never announced that third Injustice game that seemingly leaked like a really long time ago? Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure we'll get one eventually. Um. Because I was shocked that we got a Mortal Kombat 1 so close to Mortal Kombat 11. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming that they're going to do another one. It, I wouldn't it, be shocked if in two years we got a Justice 3. Was it Injustice that the Ninja Turtles came to, or was that DC versus Mortal Kombat? And no, Ninja Turtles are an Injustice 2. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I have all four Turtles. Well, you just changed their weapons, because that game has a gear set thing. But yeah, good, good stuff, playing all the DLC. Playing the the servers are still up, so playing online, doing the multiverse stuff. Uh, it's a good time just to dick around, build out my character. Uh, and then the top game. So I was playing Injustice. I'm like, DC does good stuff once in a while. And I've owned this video game since March because I just looked at it. And I haven't booted it up. I'm sorry, Erica. I was waiting for you to play co-op, but you wouldn't play it with me. And it's June, so I will still play with you. But I started playing Gotham Knights. Uh the game that came out at the end of last year, everyone was like, what's this game going to be? I played it. It's fine. I don't I, think that it... It's it's all right. I say it's like a seven. It feels like a, a, a seven flat. I you know more fun in co-op. I gotta appreciate you, you know, showing some representation for a Montreal-developed game. A fun fact, near where I work, there's actually a mural that had one of the characters from Gotham Knights. I think it's a guy, the guy that died, but he came back to life, but he still has like ghost powers. They did like Red a Hood. mural near I worked. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. Red Hood. Uh, and so it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Too bad the game didn't receive great reviews, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, that's all right. Again, it definitely feels like it's much more fun. Like with a, it feels like, you know how Origins felt compared to Arkham City and Arkham Asylum? It feels like that level of quality where it's like, this is pretty good. This isn't as good as, well, I don't know what Suicide Squad Tale of the Justice League is going to be like, but um, it definitely feels like the B team, but I really like it. I'm maining Red Hood, loving that dude. He's a big buff dude with guns, and he just grabs people and throws them around. I'm loving that. And the story's really cool. Actually, that is the one thing I do like is the story. The open world stuff is cool, fine, whatever. It's fun with friends, but the missions I'm doing, it's like, oh, we're hanging out with Mr. Freeze and Harley Quinn and doing the quarter owls stuff. So that's pretty cool. Again, I got it in a bundle for like 30 bucks and I got like 70 games and that was one of the games in it. So I was like, you know, I guess it's time to boot it up. That's How on are the one back of kids? my, like my backlog. I have this backlog thing in the GG app and that's like, I bought it maybe on black Friday or something. I played it a little bit at my friend Dallas's house and he, yeah. and it was like, it, it 
you're right. It's it's fine. Like it controlled well. It looked like it might have been a fun time, maybe especially to like sit down with co op with somebody. But uh, yeah, I want to get around to it eventually, I guess. But there's so many friend, things. Do it. There's so many yeah. things. What were you saying, Alex? I was going to say when you were talking about enjoying the story earlier, like must be fascinating to see how the Bat Kids can survive in a world where Bruce Wayne is definitely never going to come back, won't yep. ever be revived, or he's definitely found to be dead. Alive. They keep they point that out a lot. Oh, Bruce is dead, guys. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead. But the uh, the dynamic of the characters was fun. The one weird thing, and they pointed it. People pointed it out. It didn't bother me until I saw it. So because you can play as the four. Basically, three Robins and Batgirl. That's yeah, that's what exactly it what it is. Three Robins plus Batgirl. Um, and they make a deal that it's Barbara Gordon, which is cool. She's Batgirl. That's fine. But in some iterations, she's Oracle, where she's in a wheelchair because the Joker shot her spine. Right. And mm -hmm. in this game, they did it in between where it's like, oh, it's Batgirl. She runs around and she plays kind of mostly like Arkham Batman. Mm -hmm. But she looks like she has like a some kind of high tech back brace on. Like whenever you're in oh. the base, just wearing your normal clothes. Uh, in her I've... suit, she looks normal. But okay. the, she also has a wheelchair on the second floor of the base. So it's like, okay, so you're pointing out that she did have a wheelchair. But I believe the, the initial description was like, oh, she just worked through it really, really hard. And now she can walk again. I'm like, I don't I remember that. <laughs> I, don't I thought you were about how... to say that they were going to pull like a... You know, Final Fantasy VII, where like you get really into playing this character, and then halfway through the game, nope, that character is no longer available out. in the same yeah. way that you thought they I were. Was gonna say, cool. Go I, I remember, I remember when that was a news story because I remember that being yeah. hugely controversial. Where they were like, "Hey, apparently on the website, the description for Barbara Gordon says she was shot and paralyzed, but she worked through it. Like, what the hell?" <laughs> it's so weird. I would just leave it out because again, the, Barbara Gordon yeah. is Batgirl, so just have her be the version who didn't get paralyzed uh but she worked through it guys so she's good to go but no every character actually does play different it's pretty cool again it's a seven it's fine but i think there's uh, there was good ideas there so uh that was fun and i'll maybe play that for a couple more hours and never touch it again i mean diablo's here now so i might not. yeah Di diablo's <laughs> here and that's really what matters so yeah I just I want to say real quick, The Killing Joke, which is the story where Barbara Gordon gets paralyzed, that was written by Alan Moore, better known as like the uh, creative force behind Watchmen. And he's like basically gone on record being like, yeah, like the story wasn't terrible, but like I didn't really have a whole lot to say. I don't think it's like one of my best works. And yet it's weird that like so much of like comic continuity kind of bends over backwards to make sure that they respect that story's continuity like at some point we can just be like barbara gordon was never shot by the joker we don't need to worry about that but i mean they make a point to be like this is not the arkham verse this is not the same bruce from the arkham games even though we're the studio that made an arkham game so yeah. this barbara can be a different barbara but they were like she barbara. is but she was paralyzed <laughs> barbara my barbara, barbara. rachel <laughs> ross rachel rachel and ross and monica and chandler <laughs> Well, that's it, though. That's what I played. Dope Cokes. Dope Cokes. Um, that's it for all of our plays. We're going to move on to the quest log, starting with What's Up With Snake Eater from Tom Ivan. I think Ivan you cut out a little bit. I did not cut out at all on the audio podcast, so. That's true. All right. Snake Eater. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Announcing Metal Gear Solid Triangle Delta Sins of the Past, comma, colon, Snake Eater over 42. Last week, Konami said it will, quote, 
star the original voice actors, uh, sorry, star the original voice characters, rich storyline and expansive features of combat survival in harsh environments evolved with unprecedented graphics and immersive sound. Tommy Williams, Konami's head of communication for the Americas, has now confirmed to The Verge that the remake will reuse the voice lines from the original game with no changes. Unless plans change, this seemingly rules out the original voice actors returning to record any new dialogue for the new release, which is being co-developed with Virtuos. Konami has also confirmed that neither Hideo Kojima nor Kojima Productions is involved with Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater. This is, uh, this is what we... We're talking about when they we did the live reacts, they showed off Delta, and I was like, Oh, I wonder if they're gonna get Kiefer Sutherland or whether they're gonna get David Hayter. And then we looked up, and, Oh, it looks like it's gonna be David Hayter's back for this. I was like, No, nobody's back. They are, you just, see, my Chad, you see my hand here? My hand's I, turning, it's in the shape I'm of turning the wheel, I'm taking the wheel. Let me take the wheel on this one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Your hand was like this. What kind of wheel are you? Are you? Are you grabbing a? Is it a? Is it a? Is it a, a semi truck? Kind of why wheel? is the wheel so it, high it, up? It, it's all, like one of those. Why is it also not like this? Like you could do. Are you this an eight year old driving, driving a dad's a car? car it, it, it's or like you one could of those. Do this if it's a pirate wheel. <laughs> I was gonna I say it's like one of those turn of the century submarines where it's just like a hundred different wheels because they didn't know how to make submarines back in the day. Okay. Oh, is it? Is it one of those that like you do this? Yeah. Exactly. One of those. Here's okay, the thing. Sorry, take the wheel. Take the wheel. Here's the thing. I feel really conflicted about this. You know, after seeing this news pop off, I went on Twitter. I went on Reset Era. I went on all these forums where these sorts of breaking news stories are discussed. And I was a little bit surprised to see how many people were like, you know what? I'm totally fine with this. They nailed it the first time around. Totally okay if they don't want to re record the voice dialogue. And it's like, I kind of get it. A lot of the performances in the original version of Metal Gear Solid 3 are still to this day, I think, very fine. I don't think that there is a ton of content in that game that would really benefit from a re-recording. It's just, it's a little bit of a kind of bittersweet announcement because you know that this decision was not made because the team was like, oh man, we really believe in the sanctity of the original recording. You know that this announcement, this decision was made because they're like, we just don't have the confidence from upper management or the resources or budget to do like a full-blown re-recording mocap yeah. re-performance of this and so while i am happy about this individual announcement it doesn't necessarily instill any more confidence in me in the overall product that's being worked on uh, taking the wheel i'm turning it <laughs> back on the top of the submarine here we maybe, go maybe or like you said, we don't know who the voice actors for some of these games are. Some of these people are dead. So do you cast new actors and have people bitch and complain? Or do you just take the masters and use that? Because it's going to be high quality anyways. Taking the wheel. Taking the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, here's why this makes me less excited for this game. I feel like it's not going to be... At, it, it's not going to be as radical as Final Fantasy VII Remake... That kind of takes the idea and keeps it the same, but then runs with it. It's not even going to be as, as like next step as Resident Evil 2 remake, which does new performance capture, which does new dialogue, which like changes a little bit of the game, introduces like the freaking Mr. X and things like that. This is now 
because it is literally the same exact dialogue, it has to stay exactly the same structurally. It has to stay exactly the same in so many aspects now. They are they are just like hands tied. They have to keep this game so almost basically all they can change is the graphics. And maybe like a couple of gameplay elements, but not much because all of the dialogue circles around how to play the game and what to do and crouching and moving. And, and like there's so much explained through those codecs that if they're keeping it exactly the same with the original cast and the original lines, like they literally can't change anything. So all it seems like it is now going to be for me is the same exact game with a graphical upgrade. And maybe have yeah, it in. And you and not, you're not even getting the perform like you're still getting the stilted animations or as good as animations that you can get with synthetic like animators rather than natural human performances too. Yeah. You're pro well, you don't know that. You could have new performances and just put the old lines That is a fair point. Uh, I guess you're right. They did um, that I would with say Yuri it's more and, and Spider Man. Yeah, it's not R E two, it's more Demon Souls for PS five launch. Which like if they make it super, super pretty that's at the end yeah. of the day, people who like Kojima's games are going to buy this game regardless. Doesn't matter. Um, but you know, that explains why they said <laughs> David Hater's coming back because they're just using his old yeah, lines, David which Hader's I think not coming back. In fact, I'd be surprised if David Hater's getting paid. <laughs> the only issue for me, again, I don't care. I don't like this video game. I think this video game is bad. It's fine for me. The only thing is like I want to know, like I want to see gameplay and. I mean, now we know that it's an internal Konami team making the game with help from Virtuous. Mm -hmm. So I just want to see the game. Again, Adam, Adam doesn't give a shit, but I think people just need to see the game instead of them saying, like, here's a cool trailer. This is happening. This is happening. This person's not involved. This person is involved. Like, yeah. just show us what the remake is instead of talking about it and not having anything to show. Yeah. Because now people are speculating and then whatever, whatever. But again, they, they did Konami, mention so the two that, like, the internal team that's working on it is are people that have worked on the Metal Gear franchise in the past, right. too. We don't know whether that's. Metal Gear Solid 4 or 5, or whether that's Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, or whether that's Metal Gear Solid the zombie one, or like it could right. be any of I mean, of probably those. it's probably a lot of people from the zombie one, to be honest, because <laughs> yeah. everybody that worked on that game was like the people at Konami that didn't get to move over to Kojima Productions. So yeah. I will say real quick, Chad, you know, you talk about how like the fact that they're reusing all the old dialogue means that fundamentally the design of the game can't change. Like even like look at things on a nittier, grittier level. Like you look at Metal Gear Solid Five. That game features a lot of unique new mechanics that were not present in prior Metal Gear Solid games. That introduced the reflex mechanic, where if like a soldier sees you, you have like a split second of slow down adrenaline fuel time where you can shoot that guard and try to immediately take them out before you alert everyone else in the area. And it's like, how do you introduce that if right. Metal Gear Solid 3 features that? Or does it just not feature it at all? Or do, do they just like, do they just have like, I, I don't know, like a robo voice explain those mechanics? Or do, do they just have subtitles at the bottom of the screen with no in-game character explaining that stuff? Like this yeah. does- It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't I, be I didn't Metal even Gear think if about it's not on a, that level. a seven minute codec conversation explaining to you about how to, to do a slowdown mechanic or how to change your camera. Exactly. And it's going to feel super weird if like half the mechanics in the game are explained via these super long, like very chatty codec calls. And then the other half of the new mechanics are just like weirdly haphazardly inserted 
here and there via like yeah. subtitles, robo voices, however they choose to do so, if they even choose to include these new <laughs> mechanics. They just like reuse words from the other codex. So like, you uh, can slow down time if you press. Now, I will S. say, <laughs> I will say in the 3DS uh, re release of Metal Gear Solid 3, that's sort of what they did for the codec conversation that, in that game about the Yoshi dolls. Basically, mm -hmm. in the 3DS version of that game, they replaced all the like the frog Karotan dolls with Yoshi dolls, and they like they did sort of a similar thing there, where like a lot of Snake's dialogue of him talking about the Yoshi dolls was like spliced together from other sources. But, anyways, we'll see. Moving on, talking about the Last of Us factions might be struggling? Question mark says Andy Robinson at VGC. Sony has reportedly scaled back the size of Naughty Dog's The Last of Us multiplayer game following an evaluation of the project by the platform holder and newly acquired Bungie. According to Bloomberg, the number of people working on the project has been reduced partly as a result of the Destiny Studios' feedback as to its quality and viability. From, a quote says, Bungie raised questions about The Last of Us multiplayer project's ability to keep players engaged for a long period of time, which led to the reassessment, the Bloomberg report uh, claims. Shortly before the Bloomberg's report's publication, Naughty Dog seemingly preempted the story with a statement on social media in which it indicated that The Last of Us multiplayer game would require more time in development. Quote, As development has continued, we've realized that it's uh, what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single-player experience. This is real disappointing for me because, like, it's not like I was necessarily super looking forward to this game in particular. If ahead of the PlayStation Showcase, you had asked, you know, where my level of excitement was for this game, I would have said eh, it's like a six or so. But this was the game of all of the games as a service games that Sony currently has in production. I felt I would have felt the most level of confidence in, at least before this news came out. I would have been like, yeah. this is the game that A is super duper for sure going to come out and be super duper for sure going to be of the most high level of quality that you can get out of this kind of experience and the fact that it seems like the game is on the rocks seems like it could very well get cancelled at some point in the near future is pretty sad I think this positive like I, I honestly view this as something really really positive and I think there's a, a recent example in Arcane and this is not like a, a Microsoft thing, but this is just an example of like, I was surprised to see when they brought on Bungie that they're actually like actually listening to them and having them do a, an assessment of all of the things that are going on in the portfolio. Because we saw with Arcane coming into Microsoft, Phil Spencer even said, we were very hands off. They came in, we'll just let them finish their game and ship what they got. And it turned out that like, there was even a story this week that's like, even the developers kind of were hoping it got canceled when they got acquired and then it wasn't. And then... um. So like there's that that type of acquisition where you acquire a company and you're like, we like what you do. Just go and keep what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing. And for PlayStation to bring on Bungie and say, you have expertise that we don't like we are bringing you on because of your live service games as a service games, your multiplayer experience. Like you've got a decade plus experience in this thing. We don't take a look at everything that we have, like go through our whole portfolio and tell us what needs work, what's going to work, what's not going to work. Like, I think that shows a lot of promise for PlayStation's vision and that like they're serious about this. They, I mean, let's be honest, they, 
they could have released a Last of Us multiplayer game in any state, good or bad, and it would have sold a lot just based on the studio's uh, pedigree, and people would have been like, oh, you know what, it didn't really work out, but it was kind of cool, I'm glad they were experimenting. But for PlayStation to say, no, like, we actually want quality experiences, and we're going we're gonna to pay attention when the people who are doing it right right now say that we need a little bit more time or we need to re rethink some things, that just shows me that PlayStation's serious about the, the multiplayer future of their franchises. So... I actually view this as a positive, and I, I was just really surprised to see that they were letting Bungie have as much control or influence as they actually do right now. Yep, let's see how that works in the future, because I'm with you. I'd rather them... Well, I, would, I wouldn't have cared. I wouldn't have played Factions anyways more than a week. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't working out, like, don't put it out. Fucking, like, why? Wait, sure. Yeah, like they said, we're going to do a brand new multiplayer or single-player experience. Like, yeah, I mean, that's what you're good at. It's cool to still get multiplayer stuff, but if it's not working, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Um, we'll see if this keeps up with those other live service games. Because, again, all we got was trailers and stuff, but I was like, I'm not excited about these other ones, so maybe let's get... If you really believe Bungie is going to be the one to lead this this identity of your brand, get them on these other games quick. Because, again, they're just CG trailers. I'm like, yeah. If, you, if you're willing to scale back on Last of Us multiplayer, let's uh, make sure these other ones are good because that first yeah. look was not enticing. So, uh, you know, keep letting them. That's why you brought them in, uh, supposedly. So let them do their thing. I think what's just kind of shocking about this announcement is like, and I want to preface this by saying like, I don't watch or listen to like a huge range of like playstation news coverage content outside of kind of funny and some podcast beyonds here and there but like it feels like this game in particular uh the last of us part two factions has been talked about like as much as any of the other major sony first party games coming out within the next year or so and that's partially because we don't know a whole lot of what other games are currently in the pipeline but like it feels it just feels super weird to kind of learn that this game is getting backscaled that this game like potentially is in trouble because like at this point in time that's like that would be like coming out and saying hey spider-man 2 is getting scaled down spider-man 2 is in trouble just based on the amount of press that this game has had the amount of times that people have talked about it up until this point yep next up Speaking of things that are still alive, even after they were thought dead, get it? Clickers? Get it? VR is alive and kicking, says Taylor I Lyles? Isles? Lyles. I'm going to assume that's a capital Lyles. I instead of a lowercase L. Yeah, oh, that's what no, it is. Because it is a lowercase T. Okay. Taylor Lyles at IGN. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually Twitter friends. We actually, quite a few years ago, exchanged some things back and forth because she was going to potentially write for a YouTube channel that I originally wrote for. Uh, she ended up not joining that YouTube channel, and that is that was definitely to her benefit because she joined IGN instead, and that is definitely the much better route that she <laughs> should have taken. That also just reminds me of another wonderful fact I know <laughs> that Holden is blocked by Rebecca Valentine on Twitter. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Meta has officially announced the Meta Quest 3, which launches this fall for $499.99. Uh, just as a quick aside, if you weren't familiar, Meta bought oculus and so what was once known as oculus quest is now MetaQuest. so that's the same same thing the MetaQuest 3 will feature a next-gen qualcomm chipset and promises twice the graphics performance of its predecessor a blog post for the announcement notes that the MetaQuest 3 will be compatible with quest 2 games and will have a 40 percent slimmer optic profile compared to its predecessor the quest 2. the quest 2 
which was introduced nearly three years ago, is also getting a price cut. So it's going back. It actually launched at $300, and then it went up $100 during the pandemic, and now it's back to $300 for the 128-gigabyte model and $349 for the 256-gigabyte model. Uh, I have I've looked at the pictures and the like the trailer and the video for it. Like it is significantly slimmer than the Quest Two, which uh, was really impressive that they were able to smash a bunch of tech into the, the Quest Three and still be fully wireless. It has the color cameras on it too for pass through. Apparently, it has better augmented mm. reality stuff, and they have new redesigned controllers that still function very similarly to the first ones, which is why that's compatible with Quest Two stuff, where PSVR One and PSVR Two stuff are not compatible. So. Overall, I'm just happy to see that there's still new renewed interest in VR, even after PSVR 2 launch and all the scuttlebutt around how that's not selling as much as people wanted it to sell. So the fact that Meta is still investing in a $500 headset, I'm, I'm curious to see now that they've announced the Meta Quest Pro, which was $1,500, and then they struck that down that's to 1000 Like yeah. You're paying $500 for a Quest 2, and then there's the $1,000 Quest Pro. I'm interested to see... I mean, like, Quest 3. Or sorry, yeah, Quest 3. Quest 3 for 500 bucks. Like, and it probably starts at 500 And if you want the model that really counts, you probably got to spend like 600 or something like that. But yeah, I'm curious to see what the difference is in those after they get in the hands of people this fall. Yeah, I know that they said it's supposed to be the best looking screen that they've ever had in it. So, but what interests me, because after, I didn't put this in here, but after this, there was talk about, we're still waiting on Apple. Because again, apparently it's been rumored Apple's supposed to potentially be doing another one. And I'm just sitting here in 2023. And it's like, we are really on VR. We're really still doing it. It's still which I think happening, is good. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy for me. Um, I didn't, you know, it was, a, it was a thing. It's like, oh, is this gimmick going to work? But every company just keeps putting them out and they keep putting more technology into them. So, again, I've never played a ton of VR. I've done a little bit here and there. But I think it's cool that it continues because, like, if Meta is like, we're done and they're like the best selling headset, it's like, oof, that's scary. But the fact that they keep doing it, it's like, oh, I think things are profitable enough. And then if Apple does one, it's like, okay, well, clearly this is a thing that's going to stay around for a little bit. Yeah. And I guess this is like the least evergreen podcast ever because as people are listening to this on Tuesday morning, it'll be the day after Apple's conference if they announce it. Can you believe that Apple finally did a VR headset? It was crazy, guys. What? Wild. So Chad, believe you... they also announced a dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> Chad, do you have any insider information you can share? I don't. I wish I did. Oh, damn. Um, That's it for or our podcast. Does he? Oh, no. We have two more segments. Sorry. Segment from Adam. I didn't realize we had a second segment from Adam today. Uh, how about what if we call it because it's the second (laughs) segment from adam what if we call it the second mint from adam Mm. no i like it Uh, (laughs) all right segment from adam we're gonna do best uh reviewed games of may so we can know what to pay attention to for game of the year because hey we're over halfway through we gotta pay attention tears of the kingdom obviously 95. I believe it's the best reviewed game of the year. I, I don't know what you're putting in there, Maybe? and I'm going to ignore it. <sighs> no. Oh, that's not okay. even spelled correctly. Uh, Tears of Kingdom's <laughs> a 95. Uh, Humanity at an 85, which was the little jump around dog game that's on PlayStation. Uh, Convergence, a League of Legends story at an 83. Age of Wonders 4 at an 83, which is a Civ 
like Civilization, but it's uh, fantasy and you can make your own races, which is pretty cool. Darkest Dungeon 2 is an 82, Planet of Lana at an 80, and I don't know what else came out. I think that was it. For the you literally so? left a blank space at the bottom. I'm like, Alex, well, I might as well Please explain what you put in there, because I don't know what you even wrote in, in the document. I put I it in... up on Metacritic. It does not exist on Metacritic. <laughs> I oh, put in okay. uh, the perfect fictional game, Dord the Cloon. Spelt uh, Dord, D-O-R-D, the Cloon, C-L-U-W-N. It's about a cloon (laughs) that (laughs) joins the George Clooney Foundation to sell Nespresso tablets so he can fund satellite money to spy on the Palestinians or whatever the hell George Clooney does. I remember we were talking about the Nestle company with Chad a while ago. Interesting thing about Dord the Cloon, very easy platinum. No, Everyone go play that. No, game. it's a pretty hard platinum. It's one of those annoying games that does the thing where it's like you got to play through the game again and you got to make all the right decisions to oh, <laughs> make yeah. sure that I thought it was a pretty cool to cup jump. Can... No, 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 <laughs> not nearly as easy. Uh, all right, so excluding Dord the Clune out of all these games, obviously Tears of the Kingdom, you should play for yeah. Game of the Year stuff. Chad, you played Humanity. Do you yeah. think that that's a Game of the Year contender? I mean. I, I, th- I think that it, again, I, I only played maybe 45 minutes of it because I'm it is very very much a puzzle game and I am very very much not a puzzle person um, but it is a very well made game and I saw somebody beat it on Twitter and they were like this is an amazing game so like yeah I, I highly I am not surprised that it could be a game of the year contender based on the quality of the experience that I played and how much it hurt my brain. Very cool. Uh, Age of Wonders 4, again, I don't know if anyone else is... I, I like that kind of game, so Adam will be into it. This is, again, I don't know, no one's played it, but Convergence, a League of Legends story. Now, the thing about League of Legends is they keep putting off these spinoff games, right? Mm-hmm. And they keep reviewing very, very well. As someone who's never... I, also, that uh, Netflix show apparently was like one of the best fucking animated things of all times, right? I'm not into League of Legends. I don't know what it is. Well, one of these days, I want to sit down and play all these League of Legends games because everyone's like, it doesn't matter if you know what it is. These games fucking kick ass. And they keep reviewing so... F- it's the third highest rated game of the of the month. But is it like... Is it all the League of Legends nerds just out there reviewing the nerd shit to say, let's... I don't know. All nerd shit floats all I think boats. what they... They do the smart <laughs> thing like Ninja Turtles does where it's like, here's an IP. Now like, mm. oh, you make a good turn-based RPG. Use the IP for your yeah, good turn-based okay. RPG video game. And that's what they just keep putting out. So I'm going to get into one of these days. Uh, yep, that's it for my Satuk. Se- I, I will say, I will say all jokes of Dord the Clune aside, y- you know, it is funny. When Tears of the Kingdom released, everyone was like, oh man, review season is upon us. The video game industry is about to be rocked to its core by all these huge, super massive games. And it's like, not throwing any shade at humanity or Darkest Dungeon 2 or any of the other games on this list, but it's. A little bit more of a low-key month outside of Tears of the Kingdom, IMO. I will say that it's June 3rd when we're recording this, and there were games that were came out in June that reviewed extremely high that I could not put on this list because it was not for the right month. Right. So we're getting to that time. May, exactly. Maybe not June, absolutely. But it's like it's Absol- like there's this June-ly. weird it, it was like this weird clause where it's like the floodgates will open at twelve oh one AM on June first. Up until then, yeah. we're gonna trickle it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I said, I said, absolutely. I heard you. It was very good. I liked. Okay. I laughed. I thought it, was it just. Good. I feel like it just didn't get as much praise. Hey, Chad, say as it one more time. Absolutely. 
Thank you. Thank you. I feel like if we if we if we, you know, said yes to second mint from Adam that like absolutely should have done much better than it did. So I appreciate getting their flowers. Fun yeah. fact, there's actually a, a sequel to Dorn's Clune in 2024. Oh <laughs> game on game show, the game on a game show, play game on game on game, the clown, game show, game 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 game. <laughs> and guess what? We have a game today. It's not coming out called... in June. It's coming out in July. We have a game today called Bet You're Not Gonna Win It. <laughs> and it is a super tough trivia game. Um, this don't look up don't look up the answers, both of you. And so don't don't be Googling. This comes to us. I did not make up these questions. This comes from antimaximalist.com. Um, so I've I'm I'm choosing four. No, I gotta do an odd number because there are two of you. Five. I'm choosing five questions from these list of trivia questions here. Um, we are going to do it, uh, actually we're going to go to, we're going to, we're going to do it. What's the thingy where you, where you, every other, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do, I'm going to give it to somebody. You get a chance to answer the question. If you get it wrong, we move to the next person. They get a chance to take the point. And then we'll swap people for the next question. That was a really difficult way of saying that mechanic. Um, but snake I order. Snake, snake order. There we go. Snake order. Um, yeah, mainly Brian. Absolutely was the loudest I've ever heard Adam laugh. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that was. Okay, so we're going to start with Adam. Adam, I feel like you deserve the starting one because you're here in America. So, Adam. Sure, absolutely. From antimaximalist.com. It's going to be bullshit. I can already tell. Is Yoshi a dinosaur or a frog? <laughs> uh. I think he's a dinosaur. That is correct. You get 200 points. 200 points Ooh, to Adam. Oh, Yoshi is, in fact, a dinosaur. Alex, you are up with question number two. Who is Jack Mitchell's best friend in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare? The, the fuck? Couldn't you give me something a little bit easier? <laughs> this is what antimaximalist.com gave me. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say Captain Price, because I know that's a character from Call of Duty. Ooh, that is incorrect. Adam, I'm going to give it over to you for a chance to steal the point. Who is Jack Mitchell's best friend in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare? Is it Soap? I know that Soap is a character. No, he's not in Advanced Warfare. No. I don't know the characters of Advanced Warfare. Is he played by that man who is awful? Um, he's a really good actor, though. He's a baby driver. What's his name? Oh, hold uh, on. And Adam, you can steal this from me. It's fine. Is it the dog? Uh -huh. It's not that was not Advanced Warfighter. That was Call of Duty Ghost. Um, right. What's that guy who got canceled because he was an awful person? Kevin like, Spacey. You're, you're is it thinking Kevin about Spacey's Kevin character in Advanced Warfighter? It is. Is that your is that your answer, Adam? I mean, I don't know. So yes. Okay. So it is no. It is not the character played by Kevin Spacey. It is the character played by Paul Telfer, who is another seemingly white guy American name. So I'm going to give you the 200 points for that question. Oh, thank you very uh, much, Chad. How would Will either Irons. of us have gotten that? Will Irons is the name of Jack Mitchell's best friend. Jesus. Al what uh, I loved Adam, about... Um, Alex, I have a feeling that this might be retribution for another game show. <laughs> Adam. I, I do want to say Adam. real quick, what I loved about the <laughs> Kevin Spacey... Uh, Call of Duty game is I remember when that game was revealed everybody at by that point was just so over Call of Duty and they were just being like oh look it's like a mop up mock up of like if it released on the Game Boy Advance and it's just like Kevin Spacey's face on the Game Boy cartridge very good very good it's funny 
All right, I'm gonna give you one that I don't. Actually, no. I'm gonna save that one for Alex. I'm gonna save that one. For... Here's one for you. Okay, Alex. great. For you. Here we right. go. Uh, nicknamed King Koopa, who is the arch nemesis of Mario? Nicknamed King Koopa. But I don't get uh, about this. I'm gonna guess Bowser because Jack Black was very fun in the movie. That is correct. 200 points. Okay. Very good, very good. For, for the record, right. Adam won Rafferty. Alex. He beat your ass. So shouldn't you be Alex. feeding him really difficult questions as retribution? Why am I getting Alex, punished for this? Here's your question. Here's your question. To be fair, here's your question. Again, serve, it's not me choosing. It's antimaximalist.com choosing this question. Oh, man. What game, what game did Mario first appear in? I feel like this is going to be a, a trick question. I'm going to say... What game did Mario first appear I'm going to say the 1981 arcade game Donkey Kong, but I bet you're going to correct me. Do you have an answer? <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to modify that and I'm say... I'm sorry, time's the up, Alex. Adam, this is going to move on to you. Mario Adam, Bros. do you have an answer? Game. What is the game that Mario first Because that in? was the first game where he was actually referred to as Mario. He was only referred to as Jumpman in the 1981 Donkey Kong game. It's either Jumpman or Donkey Kong. You got it. It is Donkey Kong. That is correct. Very Adam, nice. 200 points. Again, he wasn't actually called Mario in that game. He was called Jumpman in that game. I'm sorry, Alex. Did you say something? I don't think I could hear you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Adam, last question. Uh, uh -huh. Alex could steal. This is, uh, this is worth 6,000 points. So Alex okay. could steal this. What type of Pokemon is Pikachu? Ooh, Pikachu is electric type. That is correct. I also would have taken mouse Pokemon, but antimaximals.com says electric type. So, yes, you were correct. There we go. 6,000 points, too. 6,800 points. That's really impressive. And the winner. Do I get uh, a final question? Win this. Uh, yes, Alex, you get a final question. What video game was promoted in a commercial featuring the song Happy Together by the Turtles? Uh, Super Smash Bros., the original. Oh, I'm sorry. The original is not part of the title. Adam gets 10,000 more points. It's just Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> Wait, what? what? What did I get wrong? It's called you said Super Smash Brothers, Brothers the original. Smash Brothers, it's just called the Super original. Smash Brothers. The original is not part of the title. It's just called Super no, Smash Brothers. No, no, no. Brothers. I, I said yeah. Super Smash Bros. And then comma, the original, to emphasize oh, that I'm referring to the original. The original on it. That's you said right. it wrong. There's no punctuation on the box, except for the period after bros. <sighs> Uh, thank you for playing, though. That's the end of Game on Game Show. That is it for episode 310 of Respawn Aim Fire. Yes, Alex, uh, that was that was your payback for this month's Rafferty. Go listen to Rafferty on patreon.com. Again, Chad, you should be upset at Adam, not at me. Manly Brian in the chat. Alex sucked at that game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> he said it. Oh, that's it, everyone. Okay, so two things you got to do. Go to patreon.com slash respawn aim fire. Uh, <sighs> you can watch the newest Rafferty, which is up now exclusively for a month. Uh, Rafferty 2. We had two folks who were also Canadian, uh, who were also from the Press YYZ podcast that Alex has joined us from. There was something that they're doing now that I wish I... Well, they promote it in the show. So go watch the show and then go see, go see what else they promote from there. Um, and then while you're there, vote on Barf stuff, which you already did. Here's the here's the reveal, the big reveal, the Barf game of the month. You all voted on Patreon.com/slash/respondingfire, and we are now playing Axiom Burge, 
that PlayStation Vita beauty. Metroidvania, Papa John's. Uh, I know yeah, Adam yeah, said yeah, he's yeah. never played it. I've, no. no, yeah, Adam's never played it. I have played like 30 seconds to a minute of it for some reason and didn't continue. And Alex has never finished it. So we are playing Axiom Verge, the first one. Although that's not part of the title. It's just called Axiom Verge. And that's it. That's it for the podcast. Alex, thank you for coming on and being a regular again, uh, a good old RAF regular. Um, where can folks find you if they want to continue to support you outside of this podcast? You can find me over on Twitter.com at Alex Kazina, A-L-E-X-K-O-Z-I-N-A. And man, you guys better thank your lucky stars that I've already decided in advance and I'm coming back to the podcast this week because I am justified in leaving the show forever for what you did to me at the end here. But I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. Adam, thanks for thanks for also showing up. Um, what's your address? <laughs> what's my what was what's that? Your, what's your address? Oh, um, one two three Fake Street. No, what I will <laughs> I normally don't promote. Yeah, but I love Mister Rolls is the D and D podcast that I do, mm-hmm. just like mainly Brian does one that. It's coming to an end. I think we got like three episodes <gasps> left. And the series, that arc is going to be done, completed very soon. So um, I'll have Misfit Rolls on podcast and YouTube if you want to see it and join us at the end of our adventure. It's been a long day. Oh, always ain't that right. Reach down your hand in your pocket and pull out support for me. It's been a long yes. day. Rob join Thomas, us for the end Matchbox of this. 20. Yeah, I was singing the Fast and Furious 7 song, but we're, we're there. Oh, Paul Walker. Got it. Rip. Rip Paul Because one of us has to die. So, you know. <laughs> Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Rip Paul's Drag Race. <laughs>